Come on, let's pray right now that, that in this time right now that God's going to bring something new out of your life, uh, that out of the, the ashes of what was, God's going to bring something brand new into your life. If you believe that today, come on, just I want you to join with me right now. Just, just reach out your hands to heaven. And let's just believe together right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for, for people all across our, our locations this morning. God, all across this region. God, outside this region. Father, I pray for people watching today. God, I pray that out of what feels for many people ashes, many people feels like there's just this, this destruction that's happening in their life. But God, I know that you are planning a new thing. God, you said your word declares, I do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. And God, you want to do a new thing in people's lives today. God, you want to bring new wine. You want to bring new power. You want to bring new authority. You want to bring new uh, insights. You want to bring new opportunities. You want to bring new influence into their life right now. God, and I just pray for them right now all across uh, this region, Father, that there would be people, that their hearts would just begin to rise up. Father, that faith would be attached to your word in their heart today. And God, you would begin a new thing as we walk out of this building, as we walk out of service today, as we, as we go on to the rest of the things we do in our home today, as we move away from this, Father, that you would do a new thing, that something would spring up in our hearts right now, that we'd move forward into that. We'd, this new season of our life would be even better than ever before. This new season of our life, God, you would do like you did with Job, that you would give double and triple of what we've had before in this new season in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm believing for you today just for great things in your life. If you're in one of the in-person gatherings or if you're at home today, why don't you just uh, you know high-five somebody and tell them they look incredibly awesome. Look way up in the back of the auditorium. There's some people hiding under the very dark area there in the back of the theater. Just wave at them and tell them they, they look really good even in the dark. And uh, hey, just so glad that you're able to be with us this morning. Uh, Noel, you look fantastic with your cup of coffee there. And uh, yeah, and uh, just uh, so glad that you're here. Hey, a big, big shout out this morning. Congratulations to uh, Nathan and Hannah Weston, our location leads in Revelstoke on the birth of their baby girl on Friday night, uh, Elodie, uh, Elodie Joy, Elodie Joy. And uh, we just uh, congratulate them and to brand new grandparents, Jeff and Jeannie Weston. I know you guys are there and just a uh, big shout congratulations to you guys, you guys. Uh, welcome to the Club of Grandparents. You're going to love it. And uh, also to Russ and Jasmine. And uh, congratulations to you guys as well. And all the new uncles and aunts and all that kind of stuff. So uh, big, big congratulations there. Hey, also want to just uh, shout out and just uh, congratulate uh, Taylor and Alex Elvram. They just bought a house in Vernon. And uh, that's so exciting that they were able to do that. And uh, really, really excited for you guys. And congratulations. I know there's lots of things going on in the life of our church and, uh, and in people's lives, and we just want to celebrate uh, those things uh, throughout, uh, throughout the work. Because, you know, the, the truth is there's so much going on right now that just is confusing and, and so chaotic, but there's some things that just stay the same. And if you're like me, uh, you're going to want, uh, you probably want some stability uh, you know, I just want something to stay the same. And, and I love the fact that the Word of God, that the Bible is so full of consistency, that the Word of God is full of, of you know, we'd call them laws of the kingdom. And some things where God says, hey, says, look, as long as life goes on, as long as the world turns around, as long as the earth is still turning on its axis, uh, I, I'm going to do some certain things. And there's some things that are going to be the same and consistent all the time. 
And, and I want to just take you to something there this morning because I, I, I want us to grab a hold of the consistency that God promises us because this is a season uh, you know, where we, a lot of us have went and, and we've thought, hey, I can, can't wait for this to be over. I'm tired of this season. But you know, let's look at this season differently. This is a season to do something that's going to bring benefits in the future. This is a season to do some things that's going to allow ourselves to move into a God-given future, even better prepared and better off than when we came into this, uh, this season. And I, I, I'd love if you've got your Bibles there, we're going to put it on the screen in Genesis Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Uh, this verse, is, it's, it's one of my favorites, but it, it's just a solid, and, and it's just secure. It's one of these verses, just speaks to me of, of you know, everything's going to be good, everything's going to be consistent, everything's going to uh, just keep doing. There's some things that are just going to keep happening. I can count on routine. I can count on consistency. I can, can count on the rhythm of life. And here's what God promises in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, he says, As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat. Uh, sorry, folks, winter does come. Summer and winter, day and night. He says there's going to be these two sides to things that are going to be consistent. That's always going to be there as long as the earth turns. God's giving us this promise. This isn't just a statement of fact. Some things in the Bible are what we'd call descriptive. And some things are what we call prescriptive. And when we call them descriptive, it's says describing some things that happened, but they're not tell, it's not a, a prescription on how you should live your life. Some things are simply descriptive. Some of the stories in the Old Testament, the battles, the wars, all those things, those are descriptive of what happened. They're not telling us that's how we're supposed to live. But this, is a, this passage is one of those passages that's, that's both descriptive, but it's also prescriptive. It, it tells us the way things happen, but it also tells us about our future and that we should act on this and that we should do something with this. So it says, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and there will be harvest. You'll put things in the ground, you'll sow things in the spirit, you'll plant things in the spirit, and those things will be harvested. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. But I want to talk today specifically on, on this planting and harvest. As long as the earth remains, how many of you can say that, that even though everything's chaotic, the earth is still here? Even though, you know, we might have climate change, we might have coronavirus, we might have, you know, any uh, sorts of things, uh, racial injustice, we have all those things, but one thing we can all agree on uh, is that the earth remains. Just, you know, stamp your fate on the, on the earth that remains underneath you. It's there. So that's, that's guaranteed. So we can all work on this same foundation that the earth is remaining. So God's saying, as long as the earth remains, okay, I'm standing on the earth right now, the earth remains, therefore the rest of this is going to keep happening. The earth is remaining, everything else is going to keep happening, there will be planting and harvest. There will be planting and harvest. Now I want to remind you today, and this is what I'm going to talk about, is I want to remind you today that there is always going to be a time to plant in your life, and there's going to be a time when you're going to harvest in your life. And I just want to say to us today, church, I want to say to every one of you today, I want to say that, hey, it's time to plant some seed. Right now, it's time to plant some seed. This is not a time to gather everything together, to state ourselves. This is a time to sow into our future. This is a time to plant into a future harvest. This is a time to believe for God to do something new in your life and to start 
taking those steps of sowing into that, whether it's financially, we're sowing into the kingdom of God because we know this harvest is going to come, or we're going to sow into a relationship, uh, plant into a relationship because we know something's going to come of that. We're going to plant into our church. We're going to do what we can. We're going to sow into things because we know that a harvest is going to come. I, I want to take you to a, a scripture in, in uh, the book of Kings, second, uh, first Kings chapter 17. Uh, 17. Uh, this is a whole story. We're going to read the whole story because I, I just, I really love this story because it's a challenging story. It's a, it's a, it's one of those stories that, that, that bother me. But if we didn't have Genesis chapter eight, where it says that planting and harvest remain as long as the earth is, then we wouldn't be able to put context to this story. So here's, here's how this story starts. The Lord said to Elijah, Elijah was one of the prophets uh, he was a spokesman for God in that time in the, in the nation of Israel. And he said, go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I've instructed a widow there to feed you. I have instructed a widow there to feed you. So there was a famine going on in the land, in, in the whole nation and, and the surrounding area in the Middle East. There was a famine going on and people were, uh, people were suffering. People were struggling. They couldn't make their bills. They couldn't eat food. There was a, it was a time of chaos uh, it was a time of uncertainty. It was a time of, of government indecision. It was a time of criticizing each other. Sound a little familiar? And uh, so he went to Zarephath. Elijah went to Zarephath. And as he arrived at the gates of the elder, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, would you please bring me a little cup, a little water in a cup? Seems like a simple request. But as she was going to get it, so she, absolutely, I can get you some water. Went off to get him a cup of water. He called her and says, ah, could you bring me a bite of bread too? Uh, and this is where it starts to get really interesting. Because remember, God said to Elijah, I've instructed a woman to provide for you. And here that woman says, but, I, but she says to him, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. <laughs> I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. Now, it would seem to me that that does not make any sense any practical, logical sense that God would instruct somebody with nothing to provide something for someone else. And yet the kingdom of God works that way because sowing, planting, and harvesting, reaping, sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting is a law of the kingdom that produces things in our life and our future. If we're willing to invest now, if we're willing to sow now, if we're willing to plant now, God brings something into our future. So she says, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house, and I only have a handful of flour left in the jar. I just have a little bit of flour and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug, and I was just gathering a few sticks to cook, cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. Now this story gets, uh, I mean, how much worse can it get than that? God says, I instructed a widow to feed you. Elijah shows up, finds the widow, and discovers that God seems to have told him half the story. Uh, he, that there was a widow, but she didn't seem to know that she was instructed to feed Elijah. And, uh, and, and not only that, she's in desperate need. From her own, she has not nothing, but almost nothing. From her perspective, she has essentially Nothing but God's perspective, she has just enough. See, if you have just enough and you plant it, if you have just enough and you sow it, God can produce a harvest and God can produce a fruit. So here's what Elijah says to her, don't be afraid. 
I love that. God's saying to you today, I, I, you know, wherever you are today, I, I, I really believe that God wants to say to you, don't be afraid. Go ahead. Do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. That's a big, bold statement, but Elijah makes that big, bold statement because he understands Genesis chapter 8, which says that there will always be planting and there will always be harvesting. And if he can encourage her, if he can push her in the direction of planting, then she's going to have a harvest that will meet her needs. And she's going to have a harvest that's going to supply everything that she needs. If she plants, she's going to get a harvest. So this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. But so she did as Elijah said. Now understand this, this verse 15, this is a pivotal verse. This is an important verse because if she did not do as Elijah said, she would not get the promise that Elijah gave. You have to do what God says in order to get the promise God gives. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days, and there was always enough flour and olive oil in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. The moral of the story, the central tenet of the story, what I want you to see today is that woman, when she took the risk, she took the faith, she said, I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe, I'm going to have faith, and I'm going to sow, I'm going to give before I receive, I'm going to plant before I harvest. When she took that, added faith to it, God provided everything she needed. You know, there's a lot of things about sowing and reaping that I think we misunderstand. And, and I want to just hit on a couple of things this morning just as we uh, talk about Because, I, 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 again, I want you to hear this. I believe that today this is a time to sow some seed. It's time to plant some seeds. It's time to plant some seeds in your life. It's time not to wait for a better time, but it's time to plant some seeds in your world today, financially, relationally, all sorts of ways, to plant some seeds for a future harvest. Here's... <coughs> some things I want you to consider. First of all, a lot of people think that seeds are not as important as the harvest, but the truth is seeds are more important than the harvest. Seeds are more important on the harvest. If you will concentrate on the seed you're sowing, you'll always have enough harvest. If you only concentrate on harvest, it doesn't increase. It doesn't grow. It's the seed that produces the harvest. Many people over the last few months, and, and uh, I, I've seen the garden pictures. Many people put in uh, um, gardens, garden beds all across uh, our church, and, and I know many of you have done that. But now that you're harvesting, and for many, many of the varieties, they're done, but as you go in a little later, there might be a few things that you're still harvesting. That harvest was entirely dependent on the fact that you put seed in the ground. When you put seed in the ground, that was important. That was the most important thing. If you had not put seed in the ground, you would not get the harvest you had today. We, a lot of us sit around waiting for a harvest that we never planted. A lot of us sit around waiting for God to provide for us when we haven't sowed a seed. A lot of us wait around for God to do something in our life, in our relationship, when we haven't sowed into a relationship, or we said, hey, I want a relationship, or I want friends in my life, but we haven't sowed into that, and so as a result of that, we have those kinds of relationships. 
relationships, the seed that you sow today is more important than the harvest that you're going to reap. Because if you start sowing today and you keep sowing today, you keep planting today, you will have a harvest that will never run out in your life. You'll have a harvest that will never run out in your life. So the seed is more important than the harvest. second thing I, I want you to see is this, is that seeds can only reproduce themselves. Seeds can only reproduce themselves. Here's what it says in Galatians. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says, don't be misled. <laughs> don't be misled. You can't mock the job. You'll always harvest what you plant. You'll always harvest exactly what you plant. Let me, let me just, just as I'm saying that, I, I want to I, I just go into this as just a little, little thought. You sow criticism into the online world, you're going to get that back. If you sow encouragement into your world, you're going to get that back. If you're sowing criticism and you're expecting to get encouragement, you're going to just be disappointed. A couple of weeks ago, I had a friend send me a, uh, an email, and, and, or um, yeah, I guess it was an email, uh, some form of digital communication. And, uh, you know, he, he was writing to encourage me. And, uh, you know, we'd had a couple conversations, but he was writing to encourage me. And, but one of the things he said, he said, I, I want to be an encouragement to you because you've been such an encouragement to me over the years. And he started to lift, list off different times when I'd been an encouragement to him. Now, I've got to tell you this. I didn't realize I'd been an encouragement to him. I, I didn't know that. I, I maybe hadn't done it intentionally. I, I, had, I had done it by default, just try to be an encouragement. But later on, when I needed encouragement, it just came back. And he said, this is one of the reasons, because you did this, I'm doing this back. That, that happens in a very real sense. It happens in a very normal way in our life. But understand that the seed, the seed can only reproduce itself. If you need a financial harvest, you have to plant a financial seed. If you need a relational harvest, you have to plant a relational seed. You can't say, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm just loving family because I, I hope that my neighbors will see that. Well, the fact is you need to love your neighbors to reap a harvest in your neighbors. I, uh, for a lot of my one neighbor, uh, one of my neighbors, we've, we've had a, I don't know, on again, off again relationship. I, I won't say it's a bad relationship, just it's been difficult. It's been it's been difficult or anything, but it's been difficult. And in all that time, I, I, I over the last well, it's been probably 15 years. I, I've decided I'm just going to take the first step and be friendly. I'm always going to be friendly, and so I I'm always when I see him out there, I say, Hey, hi, John. How are you, John? How are you? You know, wave at him. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, can you know when I go to the dump, I say, Hey, John, do you need me to take anything to dump for you? I'll, I'll take it to the dump for you because I'm I'm sowing a seed. I'm sowing a seed now. I, I haven't for 15 years seen much harvest. Some seeds take longer to grow than other seeds. But the other day, and I told my wife, uh, I said, Honey, you, you'll not believe what happened. I said, This is the most incredible thing ever. I was out working in my front, in my driveway, and John came home, and before I said anything to him, he, he waved and said, How are you doing? Well, that's never happened in 15 years. And the only reason that's happened is because I've been sowing a seed 
of friendliness. I've been sowing a seed of friendliness for a long time. So that came back. It didn't come back right away, but it came back in the same form as I sowed it. Same form as I planted it, it came back. And so it's important that we remember that, that seeds can only reproduce themselves. They can't produce something else. So you need to think about your harvest. You need to think about what you're planting. Some of the things in your life today that you're encountering are a direct result of things that you've planted years ago. Good news is God wants to bring a new crop into your life right now. God wants to bring a brand new crop and a brand new harvest into your life, but you've got to determine what kind of seed you're going to be planting in your life today. What kind of seed are you going to plant in your day? And uh, third thing, third thing I want to say, so we said that the, the seed... The seed is more important than the harvest. Secondly, we said that the seed can only reproduce itself, can only reproduce themselves. And the third thing is seeds determine the ratio of the harvest. Seeds determine the ratio for the harvest. Really what I'm saying is you plant a little bit, you get a little bit multiplied. You plant a lot, you get a lot multiplied. Right? So the ratio of what we plant, this is you know, very much normal in the natural realm of things, that whatever we plant into the ground, if you plant two or three seeds, it'll produce more than two or three seeds, but it's not going to produce you know, 10,000, 12,000 times of that. It's going to produce you know, 10 times that, 13 times that, 20 times that. But if you plant 100 seeds, it's going to produce you know, 10 times that, 12 times that, that kind of thing. Right? What we sow, the more we sow, the more we plant of something, the more we get back. So if I'm friendly to my one neighbor, why not be friendly to all my neighbors? And then I begin to get that all coming back over time. If I sow a little bit or I plant a little bit into the kingdom of God financially, well, why don't I, I, I plant a lot more into the kingdom of God financially and it begins to come back. God takes care of me because when I sow in his kingdom, what leaves my hand never leaves my future. And those things that we, into relationships, we say, well, I, you know, I, I've, you know I've, I've had somebody over for dinner once in the last six months, but nobody ever invites me over. Well, maybe you need to have people over a little bit more often. Um, what we sow in comes back, but in ratio, in direct proportion. So what happened? Give it time, it will come back. You say, well, you know, I've done this for a while and nothing seemed to happen. I've been sowing this relationship and nothing seems to be happening. Give it some more time. Because the guarantee is, does the earth remain? Are you still standing on, on firm terra firma? Are you, are you still on, on, on the earth? Is that still here? Because if you are, then what you plant is still going to produce a harvest. As long as the earth remains, what you plant is still going to produce a harvest. So I want to encourage you this morning, I just really want to encourage you, that it's time to plant some seeds. Let's not look at this time of life, whatever phase or season or time of life you're in, let's not look at it as saying, oh, I'm just waiting for this to be over. No, I'm preparing for my future. This isn't a time to endure. This is a time to prepare. This is a time to look into our futures and say, God, this, when, when this time next year comes around, 
We're going to have so much more coming into our life, such a bigger harvest of relationships, a bigger harvest of people finding Jesus, a bigger harvest of, 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 uh, of finances, a bigger harvest in every area of our life because right now we said it's time to plant some seeds. It's time to plant some seeds. Hey, if you're here this morning and, and you're watching, and you know, we, you know, I'm talking about a practical principle of, of your life and, and how to produce the kind of things you want in your life by, by seeding them into the world around you. But there, there's another seed that's really important. The Bible tells us that when Jesus came to the earth, he gave his own life as a seed. He planted it into the ground, so to speak, so that something could be birthed in you, so that the harvest of salvation, the harvest of new life could happen all around the world, and it continues to happen around the world. But he did it so that he could have a relationship with you. Jesus gave everything he had in love so that he could have a relationship with you, so that he could walk with you, so that God could be with you and help you through those difficult times and know that he's as steady and steadfast by your side. And if you don't have a relationship with God, I, I really, really am encouraging, am encouraging you to that. I really pray that you would find God, that God would meet you today, and that you'd make a decision to have a relationship with God. Because if you decide today that you want God in your life, God's more than willing, more than happy. He's been waiting expectantly for you to make the decision so that you could walk together, so that you could be in this together. And, and I'd, I'd like it today, if, if that's your decision, that you want to have a relationship with God. I'd love it if you just take a minute and you just pray this prayer with me today. Just pray after me. Dear Jesus, I welcome you into my life. Thank you for giving everything you had, sowing into my life, so that I could have a new life, a new start, a relationship with you. Today I receive you as my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. And I thank you for dying for me. I choose to follow you today for the rest of my life. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer today, you meant that. I, I know that God's come into your life and something's just happened for you. It's the start of a new era, it's the start of a new season for you, something brand new for you. And we'd love to be able to help you on that journey. And if, if you're at home or you're in one of our locations right now in person, we, we'd just like to know if you could let us know today just by texting the word DECIDE to 778-760-3800. Just the word DECIDE. And when you do that, you're going to get a, a text reply back and it's going to ask you just to complete a little form. That form's not for us to gather information. That form is just so that we really have contact information for you so we can send you some resources so we can pray for you. Please, once you've texted the word decide and you get that first email or that text back, please take that second step. Uh, if, if you just text decide, we just, we just don't have any way of continuing to contact you. But just by filling out that little form, that would just help us out and then we'd be able to uh, walk forward with you and your life and, and help you do life well. Hey, uh, so glad that you're here, been with us this morning, and uh, we're continuing to pray, and I know many of you are watching from Vernon, and we're continuing to look for and find a, try to find a venue where we can gather together there, and gathering in Revelstoke, gathering in Kelowna, 
And wherever there's a few people that can gather together, we can find a venue we're going to gather. But when, uh, just next week is Thanksgiving. Pastor Josiah is going to be speaking next week. But uh, I wanted to just chat a little bit. Just in the season of Thanksgiving, I, I need your help with something. Uh, early this year, we, were, we had a car donated to our church. Somebody was upgrading their vehicle, and rather than trade it in, they, they said, hey, we'd like to donate it if the church could use it for something. And, and we said, yeah, we would, we'd love to do that. So we had it donated. It was donated to us, and it was our intention that, and continues to be our intention that we give it away. So over the last few months, uh, one uh, mechanic in, in the church on his own uh, time and uh, has, has uh, done all the work on it to bring all, everything up to standard, fixed it all up. It's got new tires on it. It's in great shape. It just drives wonderfully. And, uh, and his company that he worked for, they've uh, given us the parts at, uh, at essentially at their cost, and so they've been really helpful. But now the car's ready, and, and we're just excited to be able to give it away. But we don't have a particular candidate picked out yet. We, we don't know. And we know that you know somebody in your world that you know that we think that you probably know somebody in your world, maybe it's a single mom or a single dad, that's been hit really hard, but they could just use uh, a car and, and, and having us donate a car to them would be really helpful. And, and if you could help us connect with a person that really needs that, that would be fantastic. And so if you know somebody, you, somebody in my circle that, that, I, that, that I think I would, it would be so thrilling if our church could bless them, um, would you send an email to info info, I-N-F-O, at c3church.ca, just with their name and maybe just a little bit of their story in a way that we might be able to contact them. And over this next week, uh, hopefully we're going to get, um, with your help, we're going to find somebody that we can donate this car to and give them one of the best Thanksgiving presents they've ever been able to have, uh, ever had in their life. So one of the things that going on, we just love to have you part of that. Also, this week, Wednesday night, we have our all-church prayer meeting and uh, all across our church once a month the first Wednesday of every month we've been gathering on zoom at 7 30 7 30 on zoom just to pray pray for our future pray for our church pray for our leaders pray for our uh, c3 Canada pray for c3 global around the world and uh, we'd love to have you join us uh, it's just a really really important powerful time but we'd love to have you join us 7 30 just from 7.30 till 8 o'clock, and the link is on the website under the weekly schedule, so if you could go there, uh, we'd love to have you join us. Hey, so glad that you're in church today. If you're in one of our in-person locations, there's going to be a time uh, right now after the service where we can spend some time praying uh, or being prayed for, and uh, we were just so glad, it would be so thankful if you just hang around for a little while and pray with us, because a praying church is a powerful church, and we know that God wants us to be a powerful church. Uh, looking forward next week. We'll see you again. But in the meantime, uh, you have an incredible devil-free week, and we'll see you again soon.